Hello, all, and welcome back to Three Got Game Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I got my other co-host on the other side of the screen again, uh, Matt and John. Uh, Matt, how you doing today? In terms of my personal life, I had a pretty good weekend, went to a boat party, but in terms of uh, how my teams did, not feeling too great about it. Red Sox got swept by the Yankees out of all teams, which which just broke my heart. And then the Patriots just got smacked by the Saints. So, so yeah, it's going to be tough talking on this podcast today, but obviously I'm happy to be back here with you guys. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, how you doing, G? Uh, my fantasy team is trash, but at least the Packers are uh, winning. So that's good. What a game that was. My Lord. But otherwise, you know, like Matt and, and you probably right. I'm happy to be back here. Got a lot to talk about today, and I can't wait to dive into it. Yeah, definitely. Matt, I could relate to you. I had a tough weekend. My uh, I coach high school football, and we uh, lost by 1 point, 29-28. I was just explaining to you the story. And then the Jets just you – know, the Jets. I can't explain it. And my <laughs> fantasy team sucks too, so. Hey, you got well, the trifecta going. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. But let's, let's hop right into it. Um, so we're just going to uh, recap uh, the NFL week three. Uh, we'll start with uh, Matt, you and uh, your Patriots, your, uh, your team. Yeah, Patriots don't look good right now. Um, they, they did suffer a major injury with James White. He, like, tore, like, his hip of some sort. Like, and he's out for, like, a huge amount of time. Like, we don't know if it's the entire season or not, but it's going to be – it's going to be a while. So, so obviously, Paris go to him. Hopefully, he can recover soon. But the Patriots just did not look good on offense. Uh, Mac, it just felt like Mac Jones was pressured every time. That right tackle position where they played Justin Herring for most most part, uh, he just kept letting the D-line get to the quarterback, and Mac Jones just didn't have any time to throw. <clears throat> um, it didn't help that uh, – that their run game was non-existent. Damian Harris had six carries for 14 yards. And as a matter of fact, their leading rusher was Mac with 28 yards. So, so with the Patriots, depending on the run to like be more efficient on offense, like it did not help. And then my other big issue with them is I think Belichick overpaid his receivers. Like, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar is getting paid $13 million a year, and he's doing nothing. Jonu Smith is one of the highest-paid tight ends in the league, and I wouldn't even consider him, the way he's looked the first three weeks, a top-10 tight end. And uh, Hunter Henry, like, I like him. Like, I think he'll, he'll do good things here and there, but but for the price they paid him, like, he needs to do more. Like, he needs to be... He needs to play like his work as a top five tight end. And uh and yeah, like it's it was just it was tough to watch. Uh there's just no explanation for it. Uh Mac Jones, I mean, obviously one of the his interceptions wasn't his fault. He threw three picks and like I don't know what's gonna happen moving forward. They just look out of sorts. Matt, and, I, I gotta tell you, man. Um I know we were talking about, like, the last couple of weeks that the coaching staff needs to, like, let go of the rope. But, man, 
way too much in one direction. I mean, he threw what fifty something passes. Damian yeah, he threw fifty one passes. Yeah, Damian Harris for fifty one. Damian Harris had what six carries? I mean, how yep. many times did you guys run as a team? I know you got dinged up, but like um, we ran seventeen times as a team, but Mac it, had six of those. So 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 basically eleven runs to six runs to Mac and fifty one passes. Like that's not helping your rookie quarterback. So I don't know what kind of game plan you guys came into. I think, but, uh, I think Damian Harris. I don't know what happened with him. Like, he got dinged running, up. I know he got dinged yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must have gotten hurt because. Because obviously James White got hurt as well, so their only two backs are JJ Taylor, who is uh, solid, but, and Brandon Bolden. I yeah, Brandon Bolden, who's a special teams guy. He's not really a running back. Yeah, it's, it's hard. So, you can't. You, I mean, abandoning the run, it just it's not. You know, I, I don't think they had a choice, especially with those injuries. Yeah, it sucks. But and yeah. especially that uh, Saints defense, like they got really good run defense. Like they got really good front seven still. Yeah, no, they do. They do. Rough, yeah, so, so yeah, game. it was tough, and uh, and I know they're going to be playing against uh, Tom Brady next week in the Buccaneers at Gillette, and bro, I think I think me no. and almost every analyst in the world, there's no one do not them. like their chances. <laughs> there's nobody against the Buccaneers. Nobody's picking New England. So. That's going to be rough, bro. I just just prepare yourself. That's I think Tom's gonna come back and hang like a forty burger. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, we'll go more into that, but like it's they yeah. just don't look good right now. I predicted they were gonna win eight games this year, and I'm looking at their schedule, and the only winnable games I see are obviously the Jets, but that's more of a bye week because they don't count as an NFL team, and then <laughs> uh, and the Falcon, maybe the Falcons, and the Falcons like that's even a little bit of a question mark. No, you got the Texans too. I think you'll do fine. Uh, and the Texans, yeah, yeah, and you the know, Texans. I, yeah, as long got, as as long as Tyra Taylor doesn't come back, the Texans. And... Yeah, you you got them. I think after New England, after uh, New England, after Tampa, you got a couple of layups coming. And the uh, Jaguars too. And the Jaguars too. Yeah, that's late them. season. Yeah, so but, they're probably going to be out of the playoffs by then. So <laughs> after the after the Bucks, you got a couple of layups, so that can kind of get you guys going. I mean, you got the Jets, no offense, right? The Falcons. Uh, but the Texans, the, tech, the, tech, the Texans are next, and then the Cowboys are after that, which that's is not a layup. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then after the Jets, that, the Jets. And then yeah. Jets, that's a layup. But then they have to play Chargers, Panthers, Browns. Yeah, it's it's that's a tough. rough so, stretch. <laughs> but if they can somehow, I mean, I'm gonna just count this game as a loss. But if they can somehow beat the Cowboys, they can kind of get themselves on the streak because they can. They'll beat the Cowboys. They'll probably beat the Jets. And then maybe they go win a couple of games, and it kind of propels them to beat. So it, I mean, I mean the Texans, and then beat the Cowboys, and then the Jets, and then you know, kind of gets them going a little bit. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Right, talk to us, man. Oh, yeah, your Jets. What happened? Jeez. What happened? Well, I didn't get to see the game. I had uh, to do it. A uh, uh, me and my fiance had an, uh, engagement photos to do. So yeah, but, I need to watch um, it. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. I, I'm glad I didn't watch it because I've been yelling at the TV half the time. Um, I saw the highlights. You know, I tried to see what I could see. Um, it just something's not clicking there. Um, yeah, I mean, like everyone's saying, they're a young team, the youngest team in the NFL. And guess what? They're showing it. Mm-hmm. They're definitely showing it. Um, you know, Zach Wilson has a lot of developing to do. Uh, we still got young coaches. Um, and Bronco, I mean – we we face a pretty good team. The Broncos are a pretty good. They're a solid team. 
So it wasn't going to be uh, – we weren't going to have high chances of winning this game. And plus we were in Denver too. Um, but, I mean, some some throws Zach Wilson made were okay. Some of them were like, what? You got to make those throws. So um, I'm not saying it all falls on him. It falls on the whole team too uh, because uh, I know Quinn and Williams made a uh, – a media, uh, you know, interview, and he uh, he just said like, you know, we we all have uh, we all got uh, work on correct our mistakes, uh, watch film, and 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 not make those same mistakes again. So I think that's a a big problem. It's just uh, just grinding. Uh, I think we're not gonna start hitting the ground until like mid mid season. Uh, so it's gonna be a rough first uh, first eight games. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I think what two of those picks they were tipped, so it wasn't entirely Zach Wilson's fault, uh, but still, you know, I don't know, it's not, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me. <laughs> yeah, gee, talk about your Packers. Yeah, go to the Packers. Game of the week. <laughs> yeah, uh, all right. Week. I, I don't even. I don't even want to talk about your Jets too much. You know, yeah. like I commented on. Uh, Matt, I'm spare you the trouble. You guys are just a dysfunctional mess. So yeah, it is. I mean, I'm sorry, but there's gonna be growing pains. You know, hopefully, yeah. I don't. Uh, one thing I'll say is I don't want people like giving up on Zach Wilson yet. Like Sam Darnold, a little bit. He got dealt a bad hand. Yeah, He's still rebuilding, and maybe in a year or two it'll look a little bit better. Yeah, but um, this was uh not only we're gonna talk about my team, but this is also the game that caught my eye. So mm. I'm gonna do a little double whammy, but um. Packers are great that we got the result. I mean, what a freaking game, man. I mean, down to the wire. Um, Rodgers is incredible. Devontae's incredible. Um, that's they they got to share like a brain, I swear. Like, they just know what the other one's going to do. And it's really, really great to see. Um, but things that caught my eye, uh, firstly, the officiating on both sides of the of the ball for both teams was absolutely horrendous. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a homer, just say the Niners Niners. There were some PI calls that we got and as well as San Francisco that were just straight horrible. I mean, awful. I mean, Devontae got one, I think early in the game or, and then uh Tanya and I think got one that they were just let him play, man, let him play. And then the rookie, I thought Stokes, who that's his job guys, Kevin King. That's it. Eric Stokes is CB2, and I'm happy about it. The kid looks good. You know, he's going to have some growing pains. I thought he got a couple of really bad PI calls. And the helmet-to-helmet that was missed on Devontae Adams, they talk about player safety, and he just gets absolutely leveled. Yeah, knocking out, didn't Yeah, he's, like, out cold. He said that it was really he got the wind knocked out of him. But we saw it, guys. We saw it on the team. Rat, you saw it, bro. That was helmet-to-helmet. It was clearly a defenseless receiver. Um they didn't call it. And then I remember the next drive, they called uh, Darnell Savage for roughing Jimmy G because he pushed him like, and he didn't even fall down. And I was just like, what is going on? The inconsistency, not to mention the intentional grounding that uh, the Niners got away with at the end of the first half or else, which, you know, for the fans, it probably was better because it probably wouldn't have even been a game, you know, it set up the Trey Lance touchdown, but you know, so I thought the officiating was really, really bad. You know, both sides of the ball, it, they, it was ugly. The only thing I'm glad is that the last drives for each team, the officiating didn't dictate that. There was no flags called, I think, in 
Um, I think maybe one, maybe the ref in the past or one, but for the most part, you know, no flags really affected that drive for Jimmy G's who, you know, his game winning quote unquote drive, who I got to give him credit after looking awful the second half. I mean, that fumble was awful. He did lead the Niners to get the lead with 37 seconds. And for those people who are saying, oh my God, you should went down at the one. I hear you, but like, it's hard to tell a player that with all that adrenaline, they're going to go for the end zone. So, like, you can't blame people who are saying, oh, you gave Rodgers 37 seconds. I love Aaron Rodgers, man. You know, I think he's, you know, he's, one. you know, in terms of the clutch, he's one of the best. You know, we got Brady who's, you know, does Brady things. And then I think Rodgers is, like, right after that. You know, you give you give him time, they're going to get it done. But that being said, 37 seconds with no timeouts, your defense should hold. So those people who are saying that, oh, they gave him too much time, Rodgers, nobody should get a field goal with 37 seconds and no timeouts. I don't care who you are. And, like, I'll, I'm going to give him credit. That's my guy, Rodgers. That first throw to Devontae was amazing. But the only thing that I used to always say is prevent defense does is prevent you from winning. So, you know, playing way back and giving him time, they should have heated him up, especially with the young kid. And I'll give Rodgers credit. I mean, he fit that first throw to Adams right over Fred Warner. It was beautiful. And then when that happened, I kind of figured, all right, man, he's like 12 yards. He's going to get it. But the Niners should have played better defense. They played too loose. So those people who are saying that the Niners, like, screwed up, no. You score whenever you get a chance, period. That's what you're paid to do. The other side gets paid too. 37 seconds, make the stop. But Mason Crosby, amazing. I mean, 51-yard kick. The guy's just been coming up clutch year after year after he had that one bad year like four years ago. Fantastic. Um, I'm only thing I could say is, you know, I wish the defense could get short up. I didn't like that. We gave up a game winning drive. Um, we made it look a little too easy and I would like, I would, as a fan, I know what the offense can do. I want to see the defense make strides, stop Jimmy G there and win the game 27, 21, win on the backbone of the defense and then kind of get the momentum because I think the defense needs some confidence. If we're going to go anywhere, they're going to have to play better. Um, other than that, great game. And uh, I don't know, guys, it looked to me that Rodgers cared. You know, the people who said he didn't care, looked like he cared for that game. So, Yeah, and obviously with Rodgers, like, he's always going to care when it, when he's in between the lines. Like, yeah. like, he's a competitive guy, and he's always he always wants to win. So I was never concerned about that, even after that. Week one, after that, yeah, after the week one game, like I was never worried. But to your point about San Francisco, I completely agree with you. Like, touch, like they needed to score a touchdown to take the lead because if they kicked the field goal, like they would still be down. Like, if they yes. needed a field goal to win, then yes, they need to stay at the one yard line. I completely agree with that part. But like, touchdowns are not guaranteed. So if you're there, like you got to score whenever you, you take can. it. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, and I agree with you, G. Like. What was San Francisco defense thinking? Like, everybody in the stadium knows that Aaron Rodgers is going to look for Devontae Adams. And the fact that they're playing soft zone coverage with so yes. much space in the middle, like, even I could have made those throws, especially with no pressure. Like, yeah, I don't know. The first one was pretty good, but. Yeah. Oh, no, it was. It, no, no, that yeah. was obviously like, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, yeah, any, I know. any NFL quarterback would have made those throws, but like, Obviously, like Aaron Rodgers did a great job taking command, like yeah. leading his team down the field to field goal position, and obviously Mason Crosby, like 
other than a, I think he only really had like one bad year. Like he's always been close. Yeah. Like, I said, like he's few always years made, ago. Yeah. 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 Like he's always made big field goals. So he was always somebody you can depend on. But yeah. I'm, but Rogers, man, like he he showed Matt, out. You know, you know, I'm a big fan of Rogers. I just don't think for all those people who are saying San Francisco too early, nobody, not even Brady, should be able to go. 30 seconds and get in the range. You're de- if that's, you have what, a defense, that's why I'm, I'm blaming yeah. this San Francisco yeah, defense. Exactly. Like, like, you know, I, I wanna, like, like, I want to give, I want to give them credit. Like, you know, they got it done, but like the Niners, when they we made got it too it, easy, was, they made sure. it too easy for, especially for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, this you know, is, you're doing this it for, is, you, this, these are cupcake throws for him. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, come on. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like, I want to give the team credit. They did great, but the Niners defense, I mean, they're supposed to be one of the best in the league. And, I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, even the post game, Rogers knew. Like, I think they talked the first play. They knew what play they were going to dial up because I guess he figured they'd give him time. I don't know if they thought that, you know, oh, it's only like thirty-seven seconds. You know what I mean? And no timeouts. Like, there's no way. So we'll just play. Re- we'll just play soft. But like, that's just not the way to go. I mean, it's like it wasn't like it was seventeen seconds. You know, it would have been a long shot, but you still can't. Yeah, just can't play it like that. Can't play it like that. But good for yeah. Rogers. I mean, he is one of the best in those situations too. So oh, you yeah, knew, like, if you're if you're gonna give him that time, you better make him pay for it. And they didn't. Yep, yep. Uh, Matt, what was your uh, uh, catch your eye of la- uh, the week before? Yeah, so the game that caught my eye was Buffalo Washington, and I'm gonna keep this short. I was shocked with how the game turned out. Buffalo just completely manhandled Washington. And uh, I had high expectations for Washington this year. I mean, obviously, Brian Fitzpatrick going down kind of hurt a little bit. But, but like, that was never their strong suit. But I thought they had weapons on the outside with Terry McLaurin, uh, Logan Thomas, and uh, Curtis Samuel. He's out right now. But once he comes back, like, he's a lethal weapon as well. And Antonio Gibson, the backfield. So I thought even with like a Taylor Heineke who did show out in the playoffs last year against the Buccaneers, like I thought they would be a lot better than this. But at the same time, Josh Allen looks like he's an MVP form like he was last year. Like Cole Beasley, even though he might be a spokesperson for the anti-vaccination, like he's balling out. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders turned back the clock a little bit. They got Stefan Diggs there still. Dawson Knox at tight end looking good. So like, yeah, the Bills look dangerous, and and we'll see what happens later on. But, but that yeah, first I game was, against the Steelers is looking like a fluke, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do the rest of the year. Yeah, okay. and real quick, Matt, uh, to your point, one about Taylor Haneke. It's really weird because he did play well in that playoff game. I've watched him, you know, especially when they played the Giants in the standalone Thursday night game, um, week two. He's throwing a lot of, like, what quarterbacks call hospital balls. Ryan, you know the term hospital, right, where you just, like, he lets that ball go a little bit too much air and over the middle of the field. Like, his, he's going to get one of his receivers killed. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's yeah, really yeah, – yeah, yeah. he's – I don't know what's going on. He's putting a little too much air under it. But for me, the biggest shock is that defense, man. I mean, what yeah, is going too. on? That They're too. terrible. 
I mean, yeah. they have all those first rounders. They were amazing last year. If they can't get after the quarterback, they can't stop anybody. I mean, week two, Danny Dimes went up and down the field on them. I actually, Daniel Jones. I will not call him Danny Dimes. <laughs> I mean, no, I retract that statement. But Daniel Jones <laughs> went up and down the field on them. I mean, that defense. That's the way they're going to win games, and they're lucky they're one and two. They were a blown off sides call away from being zero and three after the kicker missed. So that defense yep. got to step up. Yeah, their secondary has always been a point of emphasis. Like, it's always been their weakness. Yeah. So, that like, and, if, and if the front doesn't get there, like, it's like, like the, Bucks. the Buccaneers. Yep. Kind of like the Buccaneers. If the front doesn't get to the quarterback, they're going to get cooked. Yeah, we saw yeah. what happened against the Rams. I stepped yeah. at that time, and um, actually that game, too, you saw he overthrew Jackson a couple times. They could have hung a 40-burger easy. Yeah, but, and, uh, yeah, we'll go to Ryan for that because that was – his game yeah, that was my uh, that was my uh, catch my eye of the week. Um, oh, I was gonna say yeah. I mean, I picked Washington for fantasy football, but I, I guess I gotta <laughs> drop them. Me <laughs> too. There, you know. Uh, yeah. So Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, my catch. Uh, you know, uh, game of the week for me last week. Um, I think that the Rams are now like a complete team. I would yeah. say, uh, like they can throw the ball. I mean, Sony Michelle looked good running the ball. Um, their defense has always been good. I mean, they just look like a complete team. And, you know, Bucks are still a good team. They're not like they they're are. a bad team. But they just – it just looked like the Rams were just cruising. It was like, it was like magic. Um, Tom Brady had to throw the ball a lot. He threw the ball 55 times, 432, one TD. And he led the team in rushing. That's song. the yeah. problem. That's the problem right there. <laughs> Uh, Ronald Jones only had five carries for 11 yards. You yeah, know, they couldn't that. run the ball. They couldn't games. run the ball. So you can't just turn. I mean, you can depend on Tom Brady, but like if they're going against a team like the Rams, they're not going to win. Uh, but Stafford looked really good. Uh, four TDs, no interceptions, 343. Michelle had 20 carries for 67 yards. Like Deshaun showed up, even though he's kind of getting out of his prime, he still looked good. He's that big deep threat guy and Cooper cut has five, what, five TDs in three games, which is, uh, he's playing phenomenal. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. So he's insane. <laughs> Rams are a dangerous threat. Um, can they keep, can they sustain this? I think they can. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really good game. I just, I liked yeah. how the offense ran smoothly with Los Angeles and I can't wait to see him play, uh, you know, during the rest of the season. I can't wait yeah, to see Stafford. And- Go ahead. And my thing with the Rams, though, um, obviously they looked great yesterday, but they are extremely top-heavy. Like, they paid yeah. their top guys a lot of money. So, like, the biggest concern for them would be their depth because if somebody gets injured on that team, like one of their big players, like a Cooper Cup <clears throat> or like Robert Woods, even yeah. uh, someone on their defense, like, they depend on, like, couple people but like those couple people are dominant so like they're able to keep the defense stabilized like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey but if one of those big name players get hurt like they have nobody to back That's them true. up so that would be that'd be the biggest concern for the Rams but if everybody stays healthy like yeah they're definitely going to be in contention for a Super Bowl for sure yeah yeah and uh shout out to Stafford man I mean I remember we talked about it. I don't know if any of you guys agree with me. I can't remember, but I did say he'd be an MVP candidate this year. And through three weeks, 
he might. It's really, really early, but he might be the front runner right now. Oh uh, yeah, touchdowns. He's, he's oh yeah, number one. Nine touchdowns, one pick. Dude's playing phenomenal football. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just I felt like he got a bad rap in Detroit, man. Detroit is, yep. you know, not a great organization. No. Um, but shout outs. Uh, I feel bad for him this weekend too. By the way, losing on a sixty-six yard kick after giving up four to nineteen. No, not great. Those 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 fans don't deserve this. But no. yeah. Uh, um, All right. Well, moving on. We'll go to the next week. Um, what is your guys' most intriguing game coming up in week uh, four? Uh, gee, we'll start with you on this one. I mean, what's on everybody's mind? It's Bucks and Patriots. And it's not even because it's going to be a great game. It's just the storyline. I mean, but, yeah. like, it's it's going to be must-see TV. I mean, Matt, I'm praying you guys, like, for me, I'm just hoping you keep it competitive till halftime at least to make it interesting. <laughs> make it interesting for a half. No offense, man. Just make it interesting for a half. Also, because you know Tom Brady coming off a loss is going to be extremely heated, as if he wasn't motivated enough to um, win against New England coming back. Coming off a loss, I don't think that they'll say it, but I think the Bucks had plans to – try to go undefeated this year with their light schedule and the Rams kind of upended that. That was like the game that I looked at. If they get by the Rams and they win, they would have a shot to go undefeated. So he's going to come back home, so to speak, pissed off, and he's going to just throw an absolute party on, on New England. But the chess match, that's what I'm looking at. Um, I think your offense, Matt, I, I know we were talking earlier this week, if you don't get Trent Brown back, stand no chance to block those pass rushers. I mean, we're going to have to keep a watch out for JPP. I don't know if he's playing. That'll help you guys a lot if JPP doesn't play. That's one guy, one less guy you got to worry about. But that front seven, I mean, I know the defense has struggled, but I know it's only Atlanta. But last week, they bothered the heck out of the Falcons. Matt Ryan was forced at two pick sixes, and that front seven was after him. That front seven can get home. And if you guys, and I don't think your offense is going to be able to Handle it. It's a bad matchup. You guys are a running team, and the Bucks have like been the best run team for like the last like two to three years. Even before Brady got there, they were like the top run run defense in the league. So, I mean, and you know, you want to run, but you're gonna have to rely on Mac Jones. Mac has to step up, and I don't. I don't think it's gonna be too much to ask for. But your defense is still really good. Now the chess match between Brady and Belichick. Between the Patriots defense and Brady with those weapons, that's going to be interesting. Like, you got an elite defense, to me personally. I don't know how you feel. I, I, I think you still have a really good defense. And you got an elite offense going up against it. Those two know each other well. I'm looking forward to seeing how it looks when Brady has the ball. To see if Belichick is going to disguise up some schemes and things that he knows that maybe he won't be able to do as well. And I don't think it's going to work. Because I think the Bucks just have too many weapons. They can throw deep. They can go short. They can throw intermediate. I mean, they got Mike Evans can go on a go route. You got uh, AB, who I believe is going to come back, can take anything underneath to them to uh, intermediate to deep. Chris Godwin, same thing. You got Gronk can help chip in the run game, catch anything you want. Short, intermediate, deep. He's got so many weapons that it's going to be hard. Even if Belichick schemes something up, it's got to be absolutely perfect. And I don't think that's going to be the case. My early prediction, I'm going to go like 37 to like 17 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, gee, I'm, 
I actually disagree with you on this aspect. I think the mm-hmm. Patriots are going to score a good amount on this Bucks defense. Really? Yeah, I I think Mac Jones is going to do a lot of short passes, but there's going to be a lot of yards after catch because that's secondary. Well, one, it's not very good to begin with, and two, they're depleted. So They signed Richard Sherman, didn't they, right? They I did, but I don't think he's playing Sunday, though. I think they said he might play, but even then – well, he's, in, not, he's, 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 he's not, not going to be play a factor. Snaps, he's no, not so. going to be a factor. So I think the offense will surprise you a little bit just because I, the Bucks defense so. has has just been toasted the entire year. But but my big concern would for my Patriots is how are they going to defend against Tom Brady? Like like they're going to have to do something different. Like they got they got to bring pressure up the middle and. Yes. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that because they don't have that personnel. Like, they don't have that Aaron Donald who can just do whatever he wants. So, like have Brady, to scheme it up. If, if Brady has time, like, any time, he's going to score 45. Like, because I don't think that secondary is that great, especially against those those receivers. Like, they, they just don't match up well against them. So, I'm actually going to go 37 to – 30 Buccaneers this game. Wow, you got a game. I, I would like uh, to see that. I, but... I would. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, and this is the only time I'm rooting for Tom Brady, too. <laughs> <laughs> hope they beat the brakes out of the Patriots. I think they will. Man, yeah. I, love, I love your optimism, though. I hope it's a game. <laughs> All right, Matt, I think the offense most... will surprise you, but I yeah, my so most it. intriguing game yeah. is uh, Dallas, Carolina. I think Ooh. Dallas is for real. Like, I, obviously, they're going to win the NFC East because there's nobody else and that's going to even compete with them. But, like, they're for real. Like, the defense looks great right now. Micah Parsons is for real. Like, he like he came into, into Cowboys as a linebacker, middle linebacker, but had to be moved, to, to be moved as an edge rusher since Demarcus Lawrence got hurt. And he's been producing – like he, he's gotten a couple sacks and just numerous amount of pressures. Like he just gets around the edge so quick. And Dan Quinn has just done a great job with that defense, like making him a lot better than it was last year, at least. And that offense, like with how Ezekiel Elliott looked yesterday, like he looks like he's he's bringing a little bit of his first back. He's not where he was his first three years, but like. He looks like he's a dependable back, especially on the first three downs. And he's not going to have to carry the load like he used to this time because they have Tony Pollard, who's who's extremely good as well. And with Carolina, like, they've looked good so far. That defense, like, they are they, – they get to the quarterback extremely well. But this is going to be a good test for Sam Darnold because this is – because this is probably the first – Legit team, yeah. And when they played, played the, so far, when they beat well, the Saints, Saints, they had, yeah, they had but, no, they they had players out, coaches out yeah. from COVID. I think they had like four of their defensive starters out. So, you know, like it was a good win. Don't get me wrong, but like it wasn't the same Saints team that you know there was no Davenport, no Gardner Johnson, a couple of the guys in play. So yeah, this is gonna be like their big test right yeah. now. Yeah. So, so like it'll be interesting to see how that goes and. With the Dallas O line, I think they're gonna keep Dak protected, and and I think Dallas is gonna come away with the win this game. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, definitely want to see that matchup. But I think uh, it's it's good. It's uh, you know it, over the past you know three or four years with Sam Darnold, it was it was just tough to see him you know doing what he did with the Jets. Now to see him like kind of thrive with the Panthers, I'm happy to see that. And uh, you know I hope that he does well. You know in the future games with the Panthers. So, but yeah, this is gonna be a good test for him. Um, before I get to my intriguing game. Uh, there are a lot of really good games this week. I just want to point out they're all in the later games because I'm going to do an earlier game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Seahawks 49ers is going to be a good one. Uh, the the Rams uh, Cardinals is going to be a great one. Uh, Ravens Broncos is going to be a good one, and the uh, the Raiders Chargers is going to be a good one. So, That's a great Monday night game. Yeah. So like it's it next week. I mean this week coming up is a jam. Full pack of just like great matchups. Amazing games. Oh yeah. Uh, but my intriguing game. It's a little low key, but I'm gonna go with the Browns Vikings. Uh, Vikings just came off uh last week with their first win against Seattle, which could be surprising to a couple people. I wasn't that surprised because the Vikings have been playing really good football. They just haven't been getting like the best of breaks lately. Uh, and the Browns, uh, they're just a good, solid team. It's going to be a really good matchup between both of them. Uh, Baker and Kirk have been playing really good football. Uh, I just flew up their stats real quick. Uh, Kirk and uh, Baker in the top five in completion percentage. They're both at about 74% completion percentage. Uh, Kirk Cousins is lights out, eight TDs, no interceptions, 118.3 rating. Like, And they're one and two. Shame they're one on and their- two. I know. On their kicker. Their defense. Just, yeah. Oh, my yeah. Lord. So, it, uh, but, you know, Kirk Cousins has, you know, at least 40 more passes than Baker. Baker's only at 59, 80 for two touchdowns, two interceptions. But still, uh, you know, Browns have a really solid running game. And, you know, they kind of depend on Nick Chubb to kind of carry the load there a little bit. Uh, but it's going to be really interesting. I think it's a really low-key, good matchup. Uh, it's going to be battled. It is at Minnesota. Hopefully, I am rooting for you know the, the Vikings to get a win because I am not. Uh, I do like Kurt a lot. I know you're not, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan a little bit, but uh, it's I think it's going to be a really interesting game, really close game too. It's not going to be a uh, blow either way. Oh please, Browns pull it off. <laughs> I, I I do fear the Vikings. I said it before the season. I like their team. Yeah, and they they you know they're not a one and two caliber football team in my opinion. You know. No. Please, please, Barnes, pull it off. But moving on, uh, other than football, we have some uh, news from Matt for the uh, baseball. What we got here, Matt? Uh, Do I really have to talk about this? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, with the AO wildcard standings, uh, that moment, that shifted a lot because the Red Sox, unfortunately, got swept by the Yankees over the weekend and it was not in good fashion either. And they they also lost to the worst team in baseball, the Orioles, yesterday as well. So now, <laughs> yeah, good for you, Ryan. You get one win. That's like, what, your 51st win of the year? Out of 100. That is actually. Is actually. <laughs> yeah, so now, now the Yankees are in first place in the American League wildcard. Up two games on the Red Sox are in second place, and – the Mariners are right behind the Red Sox, only half a game behind. What did I tell you? I know. And then the Blue Jays are one game behind the Red Sox. So this this is a f- four-team race. Like, And I'm not going to count out the Yankees either because 
or count in the Yankees in the playoffs either because they have to play the Blue Jays two more times. Mm-hmm. And then they have to play uh, Tampa Bay to finish off the year. While the Red Sox, I mean, they should have an easy last five games, but they lost yesterday to the Orioles, who, which is just embarrassing of itself. And they're playing at Washington their last three games, who aren't good either. So, I mean, if obviously, so if the Red Sox do win out, like they're in the they're in the playoffs, like they they have to play that one game wild card card, but. I don't know what to think. Like this is stressing me out. I hope they can <laughs> they can just win out and maybe win the wild card game, but I just don't think they're good enough to do any damage in the playoffs. But it'll be but it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really looks really tight there. And yeah, it is. Games. I mean what it is it like five five games left, right? Yep, five if games. If you guys left. don't make it, yeah. it'll be a shame, dude. I mean yeah, especially yeah. with how they started out, then they just you, completely choked it away. You have to make it. There's no way you can't. But yeah. like I said, look out for the Mariners. They're right there. Yeah, they're right there. Yeah, or even Toronto too. Yeah, Toronto's mm-hmm. right, and they're they have, they they're playing the yeah. Yankees two more times. I remember yeah. when I told you about the Mariners a couple weeks ago. They were like three and a half back, and you kind of were yeah. like, ah, you know, they're there. But like, yeah, they got hot. They got they hot. Did. Yeah, that, ha- that happens. And, uh, guys, uh, last subject, we're going to like, go over uh, a little basketball. Ben Simmons. Uh, I know Matt and G are more into the NBA than I am, so I'll let them take it away. Matt, you want to start this one off? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, as you guys probably heard, last week Ben Simmons requested a trade. He's not reporting to training camp. He's not talking to any of his coaches or teammates. So, so he definitely wants out of Philadelphia. My big thing is with the amount of money he's getting paid and the fact that he can't shoot a jumper outside the paint, nobody, no contending team's going to take him. Like they're not going to trade, trade, trade that, that much. They're not going to trade for Ben Simmons. Who's making too much money as a big ego. And I mean, he does some things extremely well. He's got great vision. He defend and he's probably one of the best defenders in the league, but like he's not worth the giving up uh, assets for to to bring a guy like him in. But, I'm um, not even. Yeah, sorry, Matt. I, I'm yeah, not even ahead. sure. I'm not even sure. Um, and this is my personal opinion that he even necessarily cares about going to a contender per se. I think he wants to go to a team that's going to play the like cater to him. Now, yeah. I'm not more like I under, I'm not upset like or begrudging him for requesting a trade. I'm more upset the way he's handling it. Listen, you want to trade? That's fine. I ca- I get it. Him and Embiid have a better match. Embiid's kind of a ball stopper in the low post. You know what I mean? Ben Simmons kind of wants to do the Giannis thing and just attack the basket. You know, court, get the ball, fly down the court, and just attack. Can't shoot. So what do I do? Go. He wants to be the kind of guy to attack the basket. The thing you know is, he fit? doesn't attack the basket, though. Yeah, I, I get the feeling that's what he wants to do. I'm hearing that, you yeah. know, that he wants to just change his game and be able to just play more free. Um, and just kind of like, you know, run and gun type of thing and distribute and just play open court basketball. Yeah. And I think um, the other part too, is sorry, but I think the yeah, other right. part too is like, he feels like he's not being appreciated. Like yeah. obviously he's definitely looking into social media, like seeing what all his, the 76ers fans are saying about him. Yeah. And you saw what doc said in the press conference after they lost the 
Eastern Conference semifinals to the Hawks. Like he was unsure about what's going to happen to Ben Simmons. Like didn't really have his back on on any of this. So I just feel like like he doesn't really care which team he goes to. He just wants out of Philadelphia. Like he doesn't want anything to do with them. Yeah, I feel like he'll get he'll definitely get traded. I just think he should handle it by listen, um, go to camp, play, be a professional. And just keep reiterating to management, listen, I'm here, but please trade me. I don't want to be here. I'm going to be a pro. And just go from there. You know, yeah. I, just, I just, I think there's ways to do it. But, you know, I do think he's going to get dealt. Where? I have no idea. Yeah, trade I actually to- have a prediction with that. But Go ahead, going. please. No, please. I want to hear it. I- yeah, so I think the team that, I don't know if this is actually going to happen, but the team that make the most sense is the San Antonio Spurs. Ooh, like yeah. the Spurs, Spurs can trade uh, Dejounte Murray, Derek White, and uh, and draft pick whether it's a first or second round pick for Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Like I think Dejounte Murray, like he can defend extremely well. He's a good point guard. Like can can run the show. Like great passer. So, so I think he would be a solid fit with the Sixers. Obviously not to the level of Simmons, but like if Simmons isn't getting a lot of play. Then, yeah. then yeah, you gotta get somebody who's like comparable to him, and I think Dejounte Murray is that kind of guy for sure. Both for long sure. and obviously, mm-hmm. Murray can shoot a lot better. And the other option, and it, this is like a point oh one percent chance this happens, especially if this guy won't get vaccinated. The Brooklyn Nets, because right now in New York City, like you're required to be vaccinated to go anywhere indoors. And Kyrie's talking about, like, he's not he's not doing it and, like, he doesn't care what people think about it, like, what people say about it. And if he's refusing to get vaccinated, like, he's going to miss more than half the season because of some stupid crap like this. So, mm-hmm. like, if he's just not going to follow through with it, then that's another option as well. But I highly doubt that that's going to happen. The Brooklyn Nets are going to resolve this issue and – like they're gonna just move forward with Kyrie because obviously you'd rather have Kyrie than Ben Simmons, especially yeah. on the Nets. If I had to make a prediction, I'm gonna predict the other New York team, the Knicks. Yeah, I think that would be. Um, Who they trade for him though? Well, because oh, I, I say this because the Knicks are always just—they just seem like people who just want to trade, and I think they're dying to get a guy that they believe to be a superstar, and I don't—I don't think Simmons is that. But I think he's marquee enough to get in New York that they would try to get him so they can attract possible free agents. Um, I think they would be willing to trade, you know, any of their young guys, you know, like a package of like R.J. Barrett, even like quickly and some of those guys. And if they package him, it wouldn't shock me one bit if they made a package along around R.J. Barrett and some draft picks, especially since he doesn't want to be there. So his trade value is already going to be down. You know, and he just make the move and pair him up with uh, Julius Randle. And, you know, you can kind of just go from there. Wouldn't shock me one bit. I mean, if I had to pick, I get the feeling. The Knicks always seem to be wanting to trade or sign some big-name players. They want the Garden. I mean, they just made the playoffs. They want the Garden to be popping again. They want it to be live, and they want to bring in some stars. And then maybe in free agency, they can probably attract other stars. So it wouldn't be – don't be shocked if they become players in this conversation. Yeah, it would be a Knicks thing to do. 
Like it would not surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Is it something I would do? No, but no, Nick's I'm... like I've seen him do dumber things before, so it wouldn't I'm, surprise uh... me. <laughs> Anybody that's considered a star, they will go after them, <laughs> even if they're older or don't fit for them. All right, guys. All right. All right, guys. That about does it for tonight. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to both of you about football, baseball, basketball, whatever sport it may be. Uh, can't wait for week uh, four matchups. I know you guys are ready for that, too. Oh, can't wait. Um, but, yeah, uh, listen to us on um, – the podcast we are available on apple google spotify anchor uh you name it we're on it uh we are also on instagram so follow us uh, at three got game and um guys have a good night uh all right take Take care care, everybody go pack go